The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1929 Ohio Bobcats, undefeated, untied, and nearly unscored upon. In the pantheon of dominant college football teams throughout the course of history, I don't know exactly where Coach Don Peden's 1929 Ohio Bobcat team would fall, but it would fall somewhere. If you go by the eye test, you're talking about teams like the 2001 Miami Hurricanes, the 1995 Nebraska Cornhuskers, the 72 USC Trojans, or the 71 Nebraska Cornhuskers. These teams all come to mind very quickly. But if your standard for dominance are simply the numbers, well, the 1888 Yale Bulldogs and the 1901 Michigan Wolverines are the standard bearers. These teams were undefeated, untied, and unscored upon. And now while Coach Peden's 1929 team did allow a total of 13 points all season, two touchdowns, as you shall soon see, it was not really the fault of the defense. Uh, let me put it this way. The 1988 Yale Bulldogs, right? Undefeated, untied, unscored upon. Their closest game was a 10-point victory. The 1929 Ohio Bobcats, 9-0. Their closest game was a 14-point victory. The point is, an argument can be made that this team could stack up against the most dominant teams the sport has ever seen. This is the story of the 1929 Ohio Bobcats, 9-0, undefeated, untied, and thereabouts unscored upon. Let's follow the 1929 season. In week one, Ohio defeated Indiana 18 to nothing. Chick Young was the Ohio fullback, and he opened the scoring with a touchdown early in the first quarter to give Ohio a 6 to nothing lead. He added a second touchdown in the fourth quarter, and their halfback, his name was Kepler, added a late touchdown in the fourth quarter to secure 18 to nothing victory. So after week one, Ohio was now 1 0. And this was their first shutout of the season. In week two, Ohio defeated West Liberty 26 to nothing. And this was the opening of the stadium for the Ohio Bobcats. It was a $185,000 stadium. It was brand new. There was 3,500 spectators there. In that 26 to nothing defeat of West Liberty, four different players scored for Ohio. And not only that, but Ohio was within a few feet of scoring twice in the fourth period, and twice they were held on downs, or else that 26 to nothing lead would have been far more devastating. But after week two, let us stop and pause. Ohio was now 2-0. and This was their second shutout of the season. They had outscored opponents by a combined score of 44 to nothing. On to week three, where Ohio defeated Ohio Wesleyan 21-7. Ohio opened with a 7 to nothing lead in the second quarter. 
But in the second quarter, Ohio went back to punt. Wesleyan blocked it and returned the block punt in for a touchdown. So the game was 7-7, to and Ohio had given up its first points of the game. But it wasn't the defense that gave it up. It was the special teams. In the third quarter, Ohio added another touchdown. And in the fourth quarter, Ohio added a third touchdown. And again, it was this chick young that went in for both of those touchdowns as Ohio defeated Wesley in 21 to seven. So by this time in the season, after nine shutout quarters, the Ohio defense, while they were still perfect, the special teams let up a touchdown and that string of nine shutout quarters had ended. So to start the season, Ohio was now three and zero. They had outscored opponents 65 to seven. The defense still had not allowed a point all season. Week four, Ohio 59, Muskingum zero. This was homecoming. And in front of 4,000 fans, that 59 to nothing score was evenly distributed throughout the game. Ohio went up 14 to nothing in the first quarter, 26 to nothing by halftime, 39 to nothing by the end of the third quarter, and scored 20 points in the fourth quarter to win 59 to nothing. So after week four, Ohio was 4 0. The defense was still lights out, hadn't given up a point all season. Ohio had outscored their opponents 124 to 7 on to week five where in week five, Ohio shut out Cincinnati, giving them their first loss of the season, 35 to nothing. This was homecoming day for the University of Cincinnati. But the 35 to nothing defeat was total dominance by Ohio. They made 22 first downs compared to Cincinnati's one first down. They had what's called a spinner play, a triple reverse, triple reverse that worked time and time again. And they seemed to almost run at random. They were up 15 to nothing at halftime and 28 to nothing by the end of the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, they had a pick six to finish the scoring as they defeated again Cincinnati 35 to nothing. So by now, they were 5-0. and Their defense still lights out. They shut out four of the five teams. The team did. The defense hadn't allowed a point all season, and they had outscored opponents 159-7 to on week six. In week six, Ohio defeated Miami of Ohio 14 to nothing. They opened the scoring in the second quarter with a safety to go up two to nothing. The game was marred with a chilly drizzle all game. And by halftime, the score was still two to nothing. So entering the third quarter, Miami of Ohio kicks off and the Bobcats return the kickoff for a 77-yard touchdown to go up eight to nothing. Final score, 14 to nothing. Ohio was now six and zero. They had shut out five of the six teams they faced. The defense still had yet to give up a point all season. And the Ohio Bobcats had outscored their opponents 173 to 7 by now. On to week seven. Week seven, Ohio defeated Denison 54 to nothing. They held Denison to one first down the entire game. It was 20 to nothing at half. So at halftime, they put in second stringers and still scored 34 points to finish the game again with a 54 to nothing defeat. So by the end of week seven, Ohio was what? Seven to no. Their defense was what? unscored upon. The team itself had shut out six of the seven teams they faced, and Ohio Bobcats had outscored their opponents 222 to seven on to week eight. And in week eight, Ohio shut out Marietta 46 to nothing. Ohio jumped out in the first quarter, going up 26 to nothing by the end of the first quarter, 33 to nothing at halftime, at 46 to nothing by the end of the third quarter, where the score remained until the end of the game. So by the end of eight weeks, Ohio was eight and the only points that they allowed all season was on a blocked punt returned for a touchdown. The defense had shut out every team they faced, and the team itself had shut out seven of the eight teams. 
and they had outscored their opponents 273 to 7. So entering week nine, recall that the Ohio Bobcats were 8 0. The only points given up all season was on a block punt that was returned for a touchdown. They were dominant. On November 22nd, 1929, they faced Wittenberg and entering the game 8 0, outscoring its opponents up to that point of 273 to 7 with a win. They would finish with a perfect season, undefeated, untied. But as they had won in such dominant fashion all season long, this team had an added pressure of needing to win in dominant fashion. And not only that, their defense was lights out. They had not given up a point all season. So Don Peden's Bobcats were playing at home in the final game of the season in front of 6,000 fans in a snowstorm. And they immediately took control. With a little more than four minutes into the game, Wittenberg was forced to punt from the own five-yard line. The Bobcats rushed the punter. The punter got off a 25-yard punt. And suddenly, Ohio had the ball first and 10 at the Wittenberg 30. On first down, Chick Young, who had scored the first points of the Bobcats all season, if you remember back in week one. He lateraled the fullback, Russell Kepler. And Kepler raced 30 yards to give the Bobcats a quick 7-0 lead five minutes into the game. On the ensuing kickoff, Wittenberg took possession. But Ohio held Wittenberg to a three and out. And as a result, Wittenberg punts. Ohio had their ball back at their own 28-yard line. They mounted a drive, scored, and now it was 14 to nothing still in the first quarter. On the ensuing possession, Wittenberg again was held on downs and again was forced to punt. But the punt only trickled to the Wittenberg 25-yard line as the first quarter ended. So Ohio took it in for a touchdown early in the second quarter to lead 21 to nothing. And later in that quarter, Wittenberg fumbled, Ohio recovered at the 32-yard line. Ohio scored their fourth touchdown of the first half to take a 28-0 lead. They never looked back to secure the win in dominating fashion. Ohio 33, Wittenberg 6. Now, late in the game, Ohio had the ball on their own 11-yard line. They fumbled, and Wittenberg recovered. Wittenberg mounted an 11-yard drive and scored the only touchdown against the defense all season, late in the fourth quarter. And that was scored on an 11-yard drive due to the fumble. So at season's end, what had happened? Well, Ohio was 9-0. They had a defense that had shut out seven of the nine teams they faced. Their defense, though, had shut out eight of the nine teams they faced and was perfect until late in the fourth quarter when, after a fumble, they allowed a touchdown on a short 11-yard drive. How will history remember the 1929 Ohio Bobcats. Well, let's start with the coach, Don Peden, who coached Ohio from 1924 to 1946. His record was 121-46-11. and 11. He won 71% of his games. And in the 21 seasons as head coach, Don Peden's version of the Bobcats had only one losing season. His teams racked up two undefeated untied seasons, three undefeated seasons, one one-loss season nine two-loss seasons, and five three-loss seasons. The home football stadium is named in his honor. As for the team, the 1929 Ohio Bobcats, 9-0, how will history remember them? They were undefeated. They were untied and near about unscored upon. They won by scores of 18 to nothing, 26 to nothing, 21 to 7, 59 to nothing, 35 to nothing, 14 to nothing, 54 to nothing, 45 to nothing, and 33 to 6. Don Peden's 1929 Bobcats undefeated, untied, and shut out seven of the nine teams they faced. 
allowing 13 points the entire season. Now, you add to the fact that of the two touchdowns they allowed scored, one was on a punt that was blocked, and the special teams had allowed that touchdown, and the other was at the end of the blowout, the last game of the season, late in the fourth quarter, when after a fumble, Wittenberg faced a short 11-yard field to score the only points against the defense all season. Now, in the pantheon of dominant college football teams throughout the course of history, I don't know where Coach Peden's team would fall. But let's put it this way. How good was this team? No team got within two touchdowns, 14 points of the Bobcats all season. And for clarity, the 1888 Yale Bulldogs, who are considered one of the greatest teams of all time, their analogous statement would read, no team got within 10 points of them all season. The Bobcats outscored their opponents 305 to 13. Now, if you recall, of the 13 points, seven, again, came on a special teams, and the other seven came at the end of a blowout win on the last game of the season, when after a fumble, Wittenberg was faced the short field. One final note, as good as the defense was, and it was lights out that season, there were five undefeated teams. The Bobcats, they ranked number one in scoring. This was the story of the 1929 Ohio Bobcats, a team that could stack up against any of the legendary teams in college football history. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.